Hi everyone and welcome to this week's Monday Memo. Hope you had a great weekend and looking forward to the week ahead. Some thoughts that you might find useful this week. I was giving a talk last week to some accounting and finance professionals. And at the end of the talk, there was a usual Q&A. And one of the questions that came up is, was there a particular emerging trend or approach that we could use to add value within our own finance teams that I'd recommend? And it's actually evolved. The, 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 the idea I'm about to share sort of evolved with some of the newer technologies and expectations out there from our stakeholders. And what I call is the SAS approach. And before I suppose you undertake any endeavor uh, around trying to improve or add value in your own areas is to look at your existing strengths as opposed to weaknesses and by strengths what are the strengths or assets that we have in finance one is in finance because we've been recording transactions for an awful long time we've access to a lot of data we've also got access given our proximity to decision makers particularly around the current and future performance of an organization we've also got this excellent training to translate what we're perhaps seeing in the numbers or in our conversations hearing in the conversations and to be able to translate those conversations and what we're seeing into financial outcomes and understand the drivers of those outcomes also for some of us in particular functions we've got a broader view across silos or perhaps what's going on where a lot of our business partners might have particular blind spots and i think something that I suppose very difficult for other teams to replicate. We were probably one of the most independent-minded parts of an organisation. We're there to really make sure that we do right by the business, its customers, our communities as well, because without a community to operate it, some business units or parts of an organisation have their own strategic objectives. Sometimes the overall business might get left behind or be a secondary consideration in those. So we've got some fantastic strengths to begin with. So you should always start with your strengths. A then is really coming down to using those strengths to look at the assumptions and challenge those assumptions. And typically we've not just within the business, but also within our own functions. Uh, we've probably had particular assumptions around how things have worked, worked or are working. And maybe we might not have taken the opportunity lately to maybe relook at those, challenge those, or even simplify them. So the whole point of challenging assumptions is really getting to the simplicity of what's going on, whether that's how we simplify the advice we give to our stakeholders, our business partners, so that what we're seeing or leveraging in those strengths can come across in a better received way. And that might be adopting their language when it comes to describing things. So their terminology, whatever it is, whatever term they use for the widgets of the value drivers in their areas. And likewise, in the finance and accounting teams, the amount of times I've come across organizations where there's this assumption that team members have to work overtime at a period end to close the books. When was the last time we revisited that assumption to see, given all the enhancements in technology, and our own knowledge and digital capabilities and so on, is there a better way? Does, do we necessarily need to do all those steps? Or are there technologies or things that could help us get further along? So can we simplify the processes a bit more is what I'm trying to say. And again, our language, if we're trying to challenge those assumptions, maybe we need to be using terminology like uh, reduction in errors, improvements in accuracy, the amount of hours that we freed up within the team. So once we've we've taken care of the assumptions, then what's the final list? Well, it's to standardize. Because if you look at any set of activities that drive value, whether it be in the finance team or within our organizations, 
it's normally unequally distributed. It's the same with problems. Some problems are more important to be dealt with than others. Uh, not all issues or problems or values created equal. Uh, so what I mean by that is you might have heard Pareto analysis. Pareto analysis is essentially saying you could have 20% of your activities drive 80% of your value. So if you're finding uh, common activities that are working well for you, uh, perhaps have you taken the opportunity to standardize? For instance, you could have a good uh, deal review process or business case or proposal review process in each country or region you're operating in. Have you thought about maybe consolidating those and, and making them a bit more standardized so that you can give people a playbook on how the end-to-end works? We have a number of different end-to-end cycles within finance. Can we walk through those from a process flow perspective particularly if we've done the work around our strengths and the simplification of the assumptions previously. And standardization makes it very easier to introduce other staff or team members into the process, particularly if they're more junior. So it gives them a step up into adding more value in the organization as well. And then that actually, if you're doing that, it actually gives you a bonus opportunity. So as much as this SAS approach of adding value in finance and organizations has been around a while, because of some changes in expectations and digital technologies, and once you've done the standardization, now you've got two more new opportunities that, that come up. I suppose the first one, if we start with, it's another A, actually. And it's once you've standardized, you can then automate. There's a lot more easily accessible technologies that are low code or no code to be able to automate some of what you've standardized. And if you think about it, this can go for processes like when invoices are scanned in as they arrive in an organization and before they they route to accounts payable, the artificial intelligence knows what, uh, from a standardized perspective, where to look at on the invoices and figure out where they should be coded. So a a human person doesn't have to go and do that exercise. Instead, what they can do is, at the end of the day, review all the invoices that the machine has seen, the artificial intelligence has coded, and just double check that things are roughly going where it makes sense. So yes, machines can still make errors, but so can human beings as well. But if you've got that standardized process, it just allows for faster checking once the automation has been done. And another cool thing about the standardization and the automation, if you've gone through that step, is you've now developed like your new SAS as well, which is that last S, is the scale. Because we've a lot more complexity in our organizations now, and potentially a lot more stakeholders with differing objectives, And because of that complexity and different objectives, there might be an opportunity to apply what you've learned on the rest of the SAS journey into other areas. And scaling can take two forms. One is just scaling across uh, partners. So let's say you've developed a triaging tool for how you uh, decide who signs off journals in your finance organization, depending on where it's booking or where a transaction is taking place. You need a finance reviewer from a particular function or part of the business to review it. If you can do that for triaging and finance, what about for one of the business partners we work with? So let's say FP&A have got a load of queries going out to the sales team. Well, whether instead of doing that over email in a very ad hoc way, maybe set up a tool that allows you to track how those um, requests are being answered and how quickly they are because that just then allows for faster escalation and again once you're trapping that data you can then maybe go back to the whole cycle again and figure out okay 
the data as a strength because we're tracking it. Let's look at that and then go through the assumptions and standardizing again. So you're continually refining that process and adding more value because the less time you're doing crunching data and collecting it and analyzing it and blending it because you standardize it all and simplified it allows you then to go and spend more time actually working with the business on adding value for them, particularly the scaling across outcomes. Another way of scaling across outcomes is in your own area, you know, and just not thinking about, okay, I'm, I'm just one team within accounting and finance, but sometimes there's other teams similar to ours spread across different geographies or perhaps different functions if that's how the organization is split. So again, it's important to be able to share and maybe engage with others to understand what are the outcomes they're looking for. Maybe if you've got a solution, particularly when it comes to standardization and automation of end-to-end processes that are broadly similar across the same organization that just might have different flavors and can what you've come up with help them scale and it scales your impact but also the impact that the organization and finance team is able to make so i hope that sas approach is quite useful for you it's quite interesting when we look at our weekly interviews with the guest mentors they tend to share a lot of great advice that they've picked up along the way as well as their hard-won lessons and what I'm seeing a lot more is this conversation around automation, standardization, simplification, is scaling our impact. And that's why we invite them on to the show so they can share with you how they're doing it and also what's exciting them most in terms of where the potential opportunities and risks are opening up in finance as well as the organizations we serve. So look, hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, please remember to share it with your friends and colleagues. You can subscribe on all the major platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube and Spotify. And as always, thanks again for tuning in today. So until next time, have a great week. Take care, stay safe and let's keep on building our strength in the numbers.